Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is January the 10th, 2022, the 8th of Shvat, 5782. Hope you're doing well in your part of the world. We're going to go directly to the phone right now. Jeremy Gempel and Ari Abramowitz, co-founders of the Land of Israel Network. If you are unaware, these guys have set up a paradise at the corner of southeastern Gush Etzion, at the top of the Judean desert. It is called the Arugot Farms. And if you haven't been there the next time in Israel, it's a place you must, must visit. Again, these are the guys, are, they're the reason why we're able to give you these podcasts on a daily basis here at the Land of Israel Network. But unfortunately, Ari and Jeremy got some terrible news. They were contacted by the civil administration, a branch of the IDF and the Ministry of Defense, informing them for some reason, and I can't still figure out why, that the civil administration tomorrow on Tuesday would be sending a force to physically uproot all of the vineyards, olive trees, and everything else that Ari and Jeremy have planted over the last five years. You're talking about five years of hard work, of labor. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of shekels invested, put in to these vineyards. By the way, in memory, these I was actually there the day when the family of Ezra Schwartz, an 18-year-old gap year student, was murdered in Israel. And his family arrived at the Argot Farms and planted a vineyard in his memory. And if everything goes according to the plan of the civil administration, those vineyards will be uprooted tomorrow. That is the background. We have Jeremy on the line. We know he's really busy trying to prevent this from happening. Jeremy, what is the latest from the Arugot Farms? So we're just preparing now. So everyone's running around doing all that they can. We're trying to organize, you know, some sort of a prayer gathering. What are we supposed to do? You know, we're just small families against a big country and the country has lost its mind. As if in the middle of the height of Corona, the most important thing for the country to do now is to take its resources and not defend its citizens against terrorism and use the army to protect us, but to use the army to uproot and destroy a vineyard that was planted at the edge of the desert. That's the top things that Israel needs to do now. We were sent there by the Israeli government to create a tourist attraction. And our dream was to go to the desert and make it blossom like a rose, to make an oasis, a place of spirituality, a place of connectedness to the land and to nature. And we went out there. And now for seven years, we've been battling. And five years ago, we planted this vineyard. And just like miracle, the wine has finally been produced out of the rocks and thorns of these mountains. And after five years of work, the government has now just decided to destroy our vineyard for there's not even a claim on the land. It's not that there's an Arab that's saying this is my land and Jeremy Gimpel stole it. No, it's just the desert. It's ownerless land. It's right next to our property line and ownerless desert land. Explain to me, what does that mean? The government sent you there. The government sent you to, to build this farm, which you have done. So in 1982, the three mountains that surround the Arugot Farm and the Arugot Farm itself were declared as state-zoned land for agriculture and tourism. But if you've ever been to the Arugot Farm, 
you would see that it's in the middle of nowhere in the most contested real estate in the world behind the caravans of Ibeya Nakal in the middle of just nothing. And so since 1982, there was no businessman that wanted to invest in a tourist attraction in the middle of the most politically contested, seemingly dangerous area in Israel. If you're going to invest money as an entrepreneur, I don't know, maybe buy Bitcoin, Google. No one wanted to invest any money there. Now, even if it's state-zoned land, and it's within the blue line. If Arabs come and they start to settle the land, well, according to Turkish law, which for whatever reason is still applied in Judea and Samaria, they've taken unproductive land and made it productive. They now have some sort of legal claim on the land. And in the political climate of today, it's impossible to remove them. So the municipality said, Jeremy, please, there are two Jews that started to create a farm there. But it's at the edge of the desert. It's a mission impossible. They've run out of money. They're running out of time. They're just go and help them settle this land and help make this place real. It will be the most, the greatest accomplishment for Gush Etzion in the most strategic area. Go and help them. So I went there. The minister of tourism was there when I first arrived just a few months later. And he's like giving us good for you guys you guys are doing the greatest work the government of israel the municipality the minister of tourism were encouraging us to go there and so we went there and we developed this marvelous place and now this new government has decided to destroy not the entire farm but a very big vineyard and olive trees thousands of trees and vines are just going to be uprooted and destroyed for what for nothing it's hard to imagine, but that's the truth. They're being uprooted for nothing. It's not like they're going to be given over to some other person. They're just going to be destroyed, and then the army will move on to some other thing and destroy something else. Why not? And there's just no purpose to it. As you said, they don't have any type of legal claim. You mentioned that this is state and land. I mean, the notification you were given and the phone call you were given that saying that they were going to come to destroy the vineyards and the olive groves and everything you have there. I mean, did they give any type of reason, any type of excuse? I mean, how can they just say we're coming to destroy it with no basis, with no, you know, evidence of any wrongdoing of anything? How, you know, what, do, what do they say to you? How can they possibly come to the conclusion uh, that this, what, this is what needs to be done without any type of, any type of legal right to do so or, or anything. I, I'm so confused here. It's really a confusing situation, and I'm going to try to answer it to you on two levels. I'm going to answer to you the inside political game, and then I'm going to tell you the outside legal game. Okay, the inside political game is such. Benny Gantz is the Minister of Defense. And he is the one that's in charge of the Minhala Ezrahi, the land authority. It's under his jurisdiction. Now, in the last few months, he's met with Abu Mazen several times. And he's now positioning himself as the leader of the left, as the leader of the peacemaker, as the leader of the one who's talking to Abu Mazen. And this is nothing less than a simple gesture to Abu Mazen, to the Arabs, and to his left-wing colleagues to show him it's like, um, I'm with you guys. I'm the leader of the peace movement. I'm the leader of the left. Now you got your left But in the next elections, no, I'm, gonna, I'm the guy that's really going to push this forward. And now what happened? The Minhala Ezrahi said, well, listen, the Chavat Arugot is within the blue line. But this vineyard 
is planted right next to the blue line. It's not in the blue line. So we can destroy it. Now, in 20 years, there has never been a Jewish orchard or vineyard or plant that has been planted in state land or Adamot Seker, which is just ownerless land that no one has uh, uh, claimed ownership of, that is right next to the border of state-zoned land of the Kava Kachol, and then just uprooted it for no reason. That hasn't happened in 20 years. And so they can uproot it legally because they can make the law and they can make the policy. But the policy for the last 20 years is, if it's Admot Seker, if it's ownerless land, and it's right next to the Kava Kachol of state-zoned land that's developed, that's there, it's making the farm more beautiful. It's making the desert more beautiful. Wonderful. We are literally... Mafriach et We are making the desert blossom. We are like living the Zionist dream. The most fundamental Zionist act is to plant a tree in the land of Israel. And here we are going to the desert and planting trees. Wonderful. And this was not only a tree that was planted. It was planted by the family of Ezra Schwartz in his memory to sort of take that tragedy and turn it into life. And now instead of just allowing us to live. Instead of helping our farm, which is based on tourism, they've decided to just destroy us and hurt us and kick us while we're down. Now, I already have 1,000 bottles of wine that I was able to extract from my vineyard last year. And just now, in a miraculous timing, our bottles are ready. And so I'm going to sell 1,000 bottles of wine. And with that money, I'm going to plant that vineyard again. If anyone wants to help us, then they're going to come to the Land of Israel Network and they can, um, they can support our cause. Just one last thing. What can people do? Give people, give people specific direction. Tuesday morning at 7.30, we're organizing a mass prayer rally in the vineyard. And so let people come there. Let people watch it. Let people be a part of it. Let the government see how we love the Land of Israel and how this is the most insane act of all the things that need to be done, of all the illegal Arab buildings and all of the Arab um, invasions into Area C that are just unbelievable that they're coming to attack us seems outrageous. So help us pray with us, help us stand with us, and hopefully maybe the decree will be annulled. And for those who cannot physically make it there, there are people who are listening to this from all over the world, those who can't be there at 7.30 tomorrow morning, a live stream, live stream it come and join us then and we're and, and if you can't even do that then when we start selling our bottles of wine the next day buy a bottle of wine and know that you're planting five more vineyards with us so prayers support by by uh, buying wine from made at the Arugot farms and uh if anybody else wants to know how they can support this amazing project again i was actually there i mentioned it before i was there the day the schwartz family came and dedicated this vineyard in memory hashemikom damo of their son, uh, Ezra Schwartz, who was murdered. So again, I'm still trying to figure out why this is happening. You gave some reasons there, but it still just doesn't logically make any sense, and it's terrible. And I hope that with everyone's help and with the prayers and everything, that this will be prevented and you guys will continue to grow and thrive and plant your vineyards and uh, do amazing things on the edge of the Judean desert. Jeremy Gampel, co-founder with Ari Abramowitz of the Land of Israel Network and the Arugot Farms, thank you for your time. I know you're busy. Hope everything turns out good tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's the story. And I just wanted to dedicate this, I guess, call it a mini-podcast to the situation there at the Arugot Farms. 
these are the guys who make it possible for us to broadcast every week on their network, the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Uh, I'm not going to do any other news talk today or any other interviews or anything else. I think it's important just to dedicate a segment and uh, give thanks to those who have given us a voice for so many years on the network. And everyone, do what you can to assist. 7.30 a.m. Israel time tomorrow morning. It'll be live streamed, I'm sure, on the Land of Israel network, on social media, on Facebook. Uh, send your prayers. Uh, purchase the wine. Uh, send letters of support to Ari and Jeremy. Get involved. And um, and again, it's it just it's mind boggling how how the government is going to take out their wrath against uh, olive groves and vineyards planted in the land of Israel. Whether it's because of a technicality or who knows what, Jeremy made it clear that there are political reasons for this happening right now. Just very very sad. And anyway. That's going to do it for today. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Hope you're well and you're part of the world. Get in touch with me. If you want to know more about this situation or anything else going on in Israel, Josh at thelandofisrael.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well. LinkedIn also. Have a great week, everybody. Let's hope for good news. Thanks so much. As the masks are coming off and much of the world is turning not only against Israel, but yes, against the Jewish people. If you feel different, if your love for Israel is growing deeper and stronger, if you're thirsting to cleave to the nation of Israel and to the God of Israel, if you're thirsting to learn authentic Torah from Jews in Judea, then the Land of Israel Fellowship is for you. Hundreds of individuals and families from around the world come together on Zoom every week in what can only be described as a fellowship of love, friendship, of learning and praying and belonging. A fellowship really unlike any other. It's more than just a movement, it's a family. To learn more about the Land of Israel Fellowship, click on www.thelandofisrael.com backslash fellowship or send an email to fellowship at thelandofisrael.com. Love and blessings from Judea.